there. Today I'll be talking about a hot topic, cell phones in the classroom. Dun dun dun. I hope you stick around. Welcome to One Tired Teacher. And even though she may need a nap, this teacher is ready to wake up and speak her truth about the trials and treasures of teaching. Here she is, wide awake. Wait, she's not asleep right now, is she? She, she is awake, right? Okay. From Trina Debery Teaching and Learning, your host, Trina Debery. Hey, welcome to episode 17, Cell Phones in the Classroom. Before we jump into this controversial topic, I'd like to give a shout out to one of my followers who left a rating and a review on iTunes. MJMJ2 says, Finally, a teacher speaking the truth about the trials and tribulations, as well as the joys and triumphs of the teaching profession. What a breath of fresh air it is to listen to this podcast. I've gained insights and ideas that I can't wait to implement in my classroom right away. Thank you, One Tired Teacher, for being real. I can't wait to hear more. And thank you, MJMJ02. I I very much appreciate you taking the time to rate and review the show. I would love to hear from you as well. You can rate the show on iTunes by clicking the Rate and Review tab to the right of the picture. It's right next to the Details tab. Right below, the, right below is there, uh, there's a star rating area, and then right below that is, says Write a Review. So you click on that, and that's where you can write it. I would love to share your review on the show. You can also leave a comment on my blog, Trina Debery Teaching and Learning, One Tired Teacher. So let's get to it. Cell phones in the classroom can be something that makes teachers very tired. I know that I was recently in a group on Facebook listening to several high school teachers who are not feeling good about kids on their cell phones. Talking about them being in class and disengaged and um, having like being feeling frustrated with the fact that they weren't listening or they are not doing what they were asking them to do. And one of the comments that really struck me was um, it was I repeated this is what the comment said I repeated something I heard or I read on here I had my students put their phones on the desks and go to the board and mark each time they had a notification on their phones two big takeaways one there were only 1800 notifications excuse me there were over 1800 notifications in my six classes over the day that's a lot of disruptions no wonder my students aren't learning anything Number two, by third period, the word was out and students had their friends texting them to run up the score. It had become a game as to who could get the most interruptions. Third period racked up 570 notifications in 45 minutes. Then near the end of the period, I put out the word quietly that the highest score would lose, not win. Fifth and sixth period were back down to 260 notifications and my last period only had 167. Time for a policy change? There were a lot of disgruntled comments in response. Another a person responded to that saying, ridiculous policy ever is those darn cell phones. Then they wonder why the kids are learning nothing. I do after school pickup. The kids didn't have phones until Christmas. It was nice that they used to talk and have and talk and now they have a phone and now their faces are in their phones or tablets. And another person said, I understand why they're bored. That's also why they go to the bathroom to smoke or to text and why they skip class. But is, is this demand to be entertained constantly a healthy thing? 
In order to teach something, we have to make it a game. The learning that does happen is superficial. There's no deep research, no learning past the surface, no one reads anymore, and they are proud of it. Like any other addiction, this one is harmful. We give a little and then they, and then they, we let them use their cell phones before and after school and during lunch, but they are unable to disengage. They use them between classes as well, so we gave in. Allow them to use them in classes, in between classes, but not during class, and no phone calls or photos. Now they walk into the class, often in the middle of a phone call, and they don't put them away until they're told expressively or individually. Get, you know, get your, put your cell phone away. Okay, that's the end of what they wrote. So I honestly can understand why teachers get upset when kids are not engaged or they have their heads in their devices constantly when you're trying to teach them. And I do really believe that it's vital that we teach kids to communicate face to face and that this is a skill that they, that needs to be refined and working on a team and within a team is another skill we should be focusing on. However, and I know this will not be a popular opinion, but I disagree with cell phones taking all the blame. Before there were cell phones, it was books or notes they were writing in class. Either way, the bigger issue isn't any one of these things. It is why the kids are so disengaged, uninterested, or zoning out. That's what I think we should be asking ourselves. Are they bored? Why? Are we teaching relevant content or showing them the content in a real-world situation? Yes, I know this is hard to digest, and some of you may be thinking, what is this person talking about? But honestly, when my kids were zoning out or writing notes or sneaking to read a book, which on a side note, it was really hard for me to be mad about when they were sneaking to read, but, but when they weren't engaged, I had to reflect on my own teaching practice. Was I including them? Did I involve them in the learning? Were we up and moving around at all? Sometimes I think we can complain about things that we can fix. Now bear with me because, again, I know that that it can be annoying when kids do things that we don't want them to do. And I understand the frustration. But I also want us to think about it in a different way because we are really guilty of making the content seem even worse sometimes. I know for me, I didn't love teaching social studies. I didn't, I didn't like, I didn't love social studies. I didn't like talking about American symbols. That was not my favorite thing. And when I tried to just lecture the kids in a less than enthusiastic manner, they were not interested. But when I had them investigate symbols and create an iMovie to demonstrate understanding, now that I got their, then I got their attention. Even if I had them do a numbered heads together, which is a Kagan structure, and I'll and that's where the, everybody lifts up off their sitters. They kind of put their heads together. You go, you the kids are numbered. It's like a team of four usually. You go around the team, and everybody gets a chance to explain. Like everybody's involved, everybody's listening, and they're not just sitting at their seat. They're actually up off their backside, and their heads are leaning in, almost like a huddle. But all the kids are engaged in this situation. Nobody can sneak a peek at a cell phone or write a note or read a book when they're up out of their seats with their heads together discussing a topic. And actually, nobody wants to. When people say we shouldn't have to entertain kids, I disagree with this. I think when we are teaching content or presenting on a topic, we do have to entertain our audience. I know for me, if I'm at church or a PD session and the speaking is just going speakers just going through the motions, like I get bored. I can tell when somebody's just talking to talk. 
And I also get really tired of sitting. Even during talks about things I am passionate about. I know I've said this before, but I just finished the like the lecture part of getting my yoga certification. And honestly, we sat for hours listening to lectures. I don't learn like that. I need visuals. I need movement. I need hands-on. And the instructor, she's amazing. And she is incredibly gifted in yoga. But listening with a few visuals for hours made me feel like I was going insane on, in, on the inside. And I wanted to learn the content. And I paid a lot of money to be there. I, wasn't, I didn't have to be there. Kids in school, they have to be there. And they're not paying money. And they might not love the content. So if all those things are true for me, who loved it, who wanted to learn, who paid money to do it, but yet was still feeling like I was trapped in my seat, I think it's something that we have to think about for kids. So yes, I do want to be entertained. I don't want someone to read slides to me. I don't want to, I want to get up. I want to turn and talk to my neighbor. I want to respond in a discussion. I don't want to be in a one-way information channel. How about you? Do you love to be bored or would you rather be, be learning by doing and being, or by being entertained, using multimedia in a presentation, getting my attention, making me laugh, making me feel something. When we tie emotions to learning, people learn more. They retain more information. There's studies on this. So yes, it takes more time to plan and it takes a high level of procedures and routines that have to be in place or kids will go off the chain, but it can and it should be done. And why aren't we using cell phones in the classroom? What if we turned the stigma on its backside? What if we used them to ask questions and kids had to type their answer in and we could see a visual representation of what kids said? There's an app for that. It's called Polls Everywhere. And another one is Picklers which you can also use to engage kids. Why don't we let kids use Flipgrids to represent content? How about iMovie for presentations? They can interview each other on their phones. They can use voice memo or GarageBand or Audacity on their phones. And they could create a conversation like a discussion, like a podcast. They could create a podcast. And why aren't they doing things like that? And thankfully, among the negativity that I saw and the teacher tired, and I don't think it's all negativity because I do understand that people, there's so, there feels like there's so many barriers sometimes. But there were some people, too, people that spoke up and said, you know, I use, I use the technology in my classroom. I use their phones. And this one person said, my students use their phones in class regularly, Quizlets, Kahoot, web research, etc., That's the class for me. This is the class for my own son who has gotten in trouble for using his cell phone. And yes, even when I texted him in class, and I I know that's another thing. We, We don't want our kids to be interrupted during school, and I totally get that. But we get the majority of these kids' time. And if a mom or dad needs to say something really quickly to their child, especially like anytime, but even like my kid lives in two different houses, And I don't get to see him every other week. Yes, that was my choice. And I understand that shouldn't interrupt his learning. But every once in a while, I need to tell him that I'm going to leave the door unlocked or something like that. I'm not trying to interrupt him. I'm just trying to tell him before I forget myself. And I just think that sometimes I think that's going to has to be okay. So what do you think? Did I cross the line? Did I hurt your feelings? 
did or did I make you reconsider your non-cell phone policy? And I'm talking about even in elementary school. I And when I was teaching second grade, kids started having cell phones. I didn't tell them they couldn't have their cell phone. I just had a procedure for them. They were allowed to use them at certain times. I integrated them into what we were doing with polls everywhere. Other pe- I did have a class of iPads, so it was a little bit different for me. But I still embraced their technology. When we were doing like centers during a certain part of the day I had them grouped in like multiple intelligence categories like these are activities that you can do if you're you're logic smart these are activities that you do if you are um you know interpersonal or you're these are things that you can do if you're music smart and actually in the music smart like they were allowed to listen to music now it, it couldn't be inappropriate music but because I let them listen to music uh, in that center, they they didn't want to try to sneak it on a regular basis. And I really do hope that I didn't hurt your feelings. And I know that this is a touchy subject, but I do hope that you get to thinking about how you could use them. I recently found a great article on Edutopia about using cell phones in the classroom, and I'll link to that in the show notes. Here was a suggestion for management. It was called a stoplight management approach. And it allows the teacher to have some flexibility with the use of cell phones and to keep the cell phones from becoming a diversion from the learning. And this is how it works. So you post a red button on the classroom door. You could do it on your board or you could do it on your door, maybe on your door so they can see it when they're first walking in. Because as they walk in, then they, they know where to put their cell phones and where the location is. So... If they see a red button, then they know that they won't be using their cell phones and the devices will not be used that day and, the, and that they should decide where the off location, the teacher should decide where the off location is. Like maybe you want it on your upper right-hand corner of the desk, turned down, face down, or completely away in backpacks or in a pocket holder at the teacher's desk. Like some people have like a cell phone parking lot. Um I know that can be hard for some kids, especially when, when parents have spent a lot of money on their phone, but that's just, you know, consideration. A yell, maybe that's how they get to bring them. So that, because the, pol- you know, these policies can be up to you. If you post a yellow button in the classroom door, then that means that their cell phone should be on silent or vibrate. And that it, again, it should be placed face down in the upper right-hand corner of their desk, which sounds a little bit too similar to the red dot. So I think if it were me, I might do red Red dot might mean they're not going to use them at all, so keep them away. Like I don't want to see them at all. But yellow could mean that they're going to be on vibrate or silence and they have to be upside down at the corner of their desk the whole time and the cell phone is in plain sight but it's out of reach and it's turned over and this allows the teacher to easily scan the room to see who's using their device if they shouldn't be or it makes it difficult for students to quickly peek at things but it also makes it accessible and when when the one person said something about not being able to take photos like that that bothered me too because not all kids are taking photos of each other. Now, yes, they, some kids are doing that. But, like, some kids need that. They have that as an accommodation. Like, they're allowed to take pictures of the notes. And if that's an accommodation, then you can't prevent them from using an accommodation. And then, finally, you post a green button on the door, which tells the kids that they know that they're, self, they're going to be using their cell phones in the classroom and that still needs to be on silenced or on vibrate. And you can pay, place it face up in the ready position to use in the classroom. Like, I think that is brilliant. There are some other suggestions in the article as well, and you really should check it out. 
If you're beginning to see the possibilities of utilizing cell phones and you think podcasting sounds pretty cool, and believe me, it is, I have a quick start freebie you can grab. I'll link to that in the show notes as well. It's a quick start podcast, like how to start a podcast in a, like quickly, and it's a freebie and you can just grab it and you can see that it's much easier than you think, especially if kids are bringing their cell phones into class. So sometimes I think we have to try new things. Our clientele has changed. Our world has changed. We need to embrace it or, or be left behind. Just a thought. All right, this one tired teacher is feeling wide awake, and I hope that you are too. Next week, we're going to continue down our high engagement path and hear from a second grade teacher who has fully embraced technology in her classroom, or yes, in her classroom. Her whole school received a grant from Apple. You should hear the things that they are doing. You won't want to miss it, especially if you're ready to embrace technology. For now, sweet dreams and sleep tight.